From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. This week, we are once again proud to be sponsored by the brilliant... Just give me a second there, Lee. ICT. <laughs> I am going to do the sponsorship this week because I've actually been using this brand in my school and yeah. it is... The absolutely fantastic PE Passport. PE Passport are sponsoring two Mr. P's this week. And I can tell you firsthand that the app that I use for my school PE now makes everything so much easier. The, the, The resources that are on there, the lesson plans, the assessments, everything. It's dream stuff. If only there was an English passport or a... Or whatever other subject they do. <laughs> Maths passport. <laughs> Maths passport. Yeah. But for all your PE needs. Oh, it's, it's absolutely, I could not recommend it highly enough. And if you go to the website primarypepassport.co.uk and quote Mr. P, you will get 10% off your subscription. So spread the word with your PE coordinators, PE teachers, and get signed up today. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. And we are excited for another one of our Two Mr. P's Have a Chinwag episodes. And we are delighted to welcome UK stand-up superstar, Mr. Nathan Caton. Nathan, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you guys? We are okay. We're recording Not this on Monday. Bad. Yeah, it's been a Monday in school. How's your Monday been, Adam? Uh, just like every Monday, it feels like the whole week has been packed into to the one day. I'm yeah. I'm I'm too tired for words, but very excited to uh, to speak to Nathan. So that's giving me that that extra bit of Lucasaid energy that I need. Oh, mate, <laughs> don't don't build up my pressure, man. Come on now. <laughs> I want to heat that pressure on you. <laughs> So yeah, so you are joining us on the UK number one's comedy educational podcast. We thought if we went as niche as possible, we can be number one at something. So uh, we always say the tagline comes with it's the one the one pod, educational podcast where you don't really learn anything, uh, and we're proud about that, aren't we, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I I I've not learned anything new in years. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're, we're delighted to have you with us. So you, we've obviously seen you on on all things like uh, Live at the Apollo, Channel Four's Comedy Gala. Um, more recently, been on. Is, are you on something tonight? Is that right? Obviously, this isn't going to go out tonight. But is it? What is it that I saw your tweet? You're on. Oh, um, I'm on a guessable on a Comedy Central. Oh, how was that? Yeah, I mean, just it's, it's a laugh really. Just a bunch of comedians sitting around. Playing games, uh, trying to work out clues. <laughs> yeah, just, just just a chance to get out of the house during lockdown and have a little piss about a few comedy pairs. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, good. Um, so you've been doing stand-up from around, say, was it 2004 when you started? Uh, yeah, and yeah, end of 2004, we started 2005. Um, yeah, um, when I was 19 or so, yeah, oh, many, many years ago now. Yeah, yeah. So um, can yeah. you start us off by telling us how you sort of got into comedy? Um, it, was, it started off as a, as a hobby, really. Um, I was studying architecture at university, and comedy had always been something that um, interested me. Yeah. Because uh, I did uh, drama in high school and college, and I was I used to do well in like the comedy roles, and then uh, I did actually my first stand-up gig was actually when I was fourteen. I did a talent show uh, at a church uh, that really? I grew up in, uh, and from that moment I was like, oh, I, I came off stage and then people were clapping. I was like, I like this. I like how I like this feeling of appreciation, um, <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this validation from strangers who don't matter in my life, but I want it. Um, so I was like, yeah. I'm, so from that moment, comedy it was always in my head, but I, I, I was a good boy, so I just carried on studying, you know, listened to my family, uh, went to university, and then after my first year, I was like, I didn't have a summer job or anything. I thought, wow, wow comedy, I, do, do, I need to do something. Yeah. Uh, I went to a comedy club, did my first gig, um, died really? badly. My, I was, it was awful. It was, I look back on it now, and I, if I could boo myself, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but even though the gig went bad, but I enjoyed being on stage. I was like, that is, okay, I've done it. So I was like, things can only get better now. So I just kept on going back. And it, it, that was my hobby while I was at university. I was studying in the, in the day, then in the evenings, instead of like doing coursework and dissertations and stuff, I was going to comedy clubs doing gigs. Um, and years later, I'm, I'm still here, blagging it, and they're still giving me money. <laughs> Happy days. I had a friend who studied architecture at uni. Which uni did you go to? I went to Anglia Ruskin University. Right, right. Because he's, he's, yeah, he's an architect now. Um, but he designs like the interiors to McDonald's restaurants. So but he's not funny. So he didn't yeah. follow the path he went to. <laughs> no, he's not. But he's probably very rich. So. Well, yeah, he's doing all right for himself. Exactly. But, yeah, he seems <laughs> to renovate a McDonald's every other month. Yeah. I um, wanted to. Uh, I wanted to just cut in there. So when you were fourteen and yeah. you did a gig at a church, obviously. I mean, what material are we kind of looking at there? I mean, is, are we talking oh. knock-knock jokes? No, I, 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 crossing I, I, roads? No, I, I did all the, all the dark, swervy stuff, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now banned from the church. No, um, I did a, I, I just like, did jokes about the people, the congregation in the church and stuff, like because so that everyone would relate, because everyone knew it, that mate, person yeah. I was talking about. So I just made it very like that church-specific. Um, a lot of in jokes, uh, but it was our little world, and everyone got it, so it yeah, was fine. Yeah. That's quality, great stuff. So, um, I saw yeah, I mean, a while ago now, the uh, poem you wrote, the lockdown poem about "Will you just f off, please?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Even just the heart that did. <laughs> yeah, just got to ask how uh, how lockdown's been. Did it improve at all after that? Uh, Performed. It improved when she went back to work. Because <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend, she's a teacher like you guys. Uh, she All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, when, when she went back, I was, I, I was like, I was the one person who was like, keep the schools open, open the schools. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did she um, teach? English. Right, secondary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, like, 
I applaud teachers, you you guys. We should be clapping for you guys as well. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. the, the job you guys are doing. I think I think so many people now who are homeschooling their kids are realizing what a great job teachers do. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many so many people like, how do teachers do it? I, I hate my kids. <laughs> yeah, we sort of said that at the beginning of lockdown, didn't we? We had like a week where everyone had to homeschool the children, and we had all this real admiration from parents saying pay them as much as they want and then I think the Daily, the daily Mail sort of looked at it and went no nah, we're not having that and then the week after it was like another bashing uh, article about teachers and it was brought back down to earth but yeah it's right I mean it's it, I mean we were saying just last week on the podcast obviously with this second national lockdown it, mm. it just doesn't seem to affect us at all because mm. we're still in school so it's almost I didn't sort of compare it a bit like being in prison you know, where you can go out and you might do like a shift in the library during the day, but then once yeah. that's finished, it's just straight back to your cell. And that's what it feels <laughs> like. I mean, it's just so full on in school, but then there's no outlet beyond it, is there? I get you, man. I get you. I get you. Yeah. I've uh, got two well, young kids at home as well. So I, I genuinely feel like, like Andy Dufresne. I'm digging a hole in the side of my bedroom wall <laughs> trying to escape from a wife and kid. <laughs> One day you're going to wake up, he's Where, where's Adam gone? <laughs> Take the poster of Michael Bolton down and then there's the hole. Uh, um, so, yeah, so we talk, talk a lot about on the podcast uh, about life at school. So got to ask, what, what were you like when you were at school? Um, you know what, Mike? People always assume that as a comedian that, that I was a class clown, but you were a class clown, but you, but you were a right laugh at school. No, mate, total opposite. I was a goody two shoes, boffin teacher's pet. Really? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I used to muck about maybe in, in the playground for my mates, but in the classroom, nah, mate, I was, I was on it, I was focused, yeah, did all my work, um, got you know. Top grades, best in the class, one of the best in the class. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was a proper geek, mate, proper geek. Oh. Um, because it, it was instilled in my uh, in my family. They instilled it in me to you know, work hard, education. You know, like like growing up, my grandma's answer to most things was pick up a book. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Anything you ask her, pick up a book, learn it. Uh, <laughs> and so that's what I did. That's, you hear it so much, you end up listening yeah. now. Picked a book. I was I was a bookworm. Um, like maths, like numbers. Even now to this day, maths is my thing. Like I like numbers. I see numbers and my brain just gets it. You yeah. know what I mean, like like I watch like <clears throat> so I watch like countdown, the, the numbers game. I'm I'm like I'm like I'm glued. I'm like okay, how do you okay? And I'll, I'll work it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was a proper geek. Proper geek. Oh well, I'll tell you what. If if uh, the comedy ever dries up, then. Get you in the classroom, mate. It's not like a perfect <laughs> candidate for a teacher. Um, oh, no, no, no. I can't do your, your the job you guys do, mate. Nah. After after the day, I'll be like, listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick someone. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you sound a bit more like what I was like at school because I, I, well, I wouldn't say I was top of the class, but I was quite well behaved when I needed to be and just... See, Adam always thinks that I was a bit of like a boffin, bit of a bod, but I just never, I was just never caught. That's my thing. I just managed to get away with it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a skill. Uh, that, I think that's a massive lie. What what Lee likes to do is he likes to pretend that he's one of the popular kids. And he, he like, whereas, whereas me, I was like, I was, you know, I was the big man of my year. I was a bit of a joker. Wasn't the smartest, but wasn't, wasn't completely the lowest. So I was right in the middle 
You know, I had some serious relationships when I was about 10, 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and like Lee goes like, you know, I used to get away with it. No, no one played with him. He was only made to the science geeks. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Fake news, that. It likes to tell himself a lie. Um, yeah, so, I mean, did you enjoy school? Was it, was it an enjoyable experience for you? Do you think that made it easy to focus? For the most part, yeah. I mean, it depends on which like which lessons I was in, which class I was in. But for, for the most part, yeah, it was cool. It was it was all right. I mean, I guess I, I'm not a morning person. I've never been a morning person, so I guess waking up early in the morning, hated it. But yeah. once I was at school, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fine. It was cool. You know? Yeah. Um, I was getting good grades. Um, I wasn't getting in trouble. My family were happy with me, so that was fine. That was because that was the main thing for me. I think that's why, why I was so good at school because I was petrified that my mum or my grandma or my dad would like slap the black off me if I got bad grades. <laughs> so I was like, just focus. Yeah. Get this job done, guys. Uh, um, so what would you say was your favourite subject? You said that depending on the class, on the subject. What, what were your favourite subjects? Um, maths and drama. Right. Okay. Maths and drama. Um, really ones that yes. you normally put together, are they? I know, but it's like the two sides of me. There's like, the math side is like my geeky side. Yeah, um, you know the numbers and stuff. I, I, just, I, know, I just like numbers, and then the drama side is that's that's the comedy side of me. You yeah. know, that's and it, that, yeah. So I've used both of them in my life. You know, maths you know, obviously then to go in and do architecture at university, and then drama obviously performing arts and what I'm doing now. But yeah, yeah ma- maths and drama is like the two different extremes, but two two sides of me. And was it the what what was it with those subjects? Was it the the content of what you were learning, or was it? the particular teachers you had? I mean, was there any teacher that really made an impact on you as a up-and-coming mm. former? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think who I had in high school. Who I had in high school? In high school, my math teacher, I had, I had a guy called Mr. Jackman. He was really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he used to push me a lot, actually. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, the content helped. That I like, you know, the problem solving, you know, the algebra, trigonometry, all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I like to kind of, you know, be you know systematic and work things out and all that kind of stuff. Um, in drama, uh, in college, oh, I can't remember her name. That's how good she was. No, um, <laughs> she, no, she was actually really good. She gave me, oh, she gave me this a great comedy role. Uh, and then I remember she told me like she's like just. You've got freedom. Enjoy it. Like, make it your own. And I did. And I remember I got a really good grade for it. Um, but, yeah, just in, in, in drama, whenever I, get, whenever I was given the comedy roles, like, I always enjoyed it and excelled. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the, the, the bubbles started, you know, bubbling up to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where did it start with the performing? Was it back in primary school? Did you have a starring role, role in, like, a nativity or anything like that? Uh, oh, you know what I did actually? Bloody hell! I totally forgot I did this. Um, I played. Um, was that the mayor in the Pied Piper? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was one, one of the, one of the leading roles, uh, which uh, my the head teacher, Mrs. McGill, uh, who was actually a very influential teacher in my life, um, uh, and she got to like like my family and stuff. Um, yeah, she. I was. I was. Uh, was, was it the mayor? I can't remember. But, uh, I can't remember what it was. But it was either the mayor or some one of the 
the bad, I was the bad guy. Right, right. In the Pied Piper. Yeah. In the production. That, I think that, that's the first production I remember. Um, and then there's a few other productions that I did after that. Like um, I played a, I was in of my no not of my cement um, to kill a mockingbird. Right. Um, yeah, there was a, a few performances actually uh, that I did in school, which I totally forgot about. Thanks for reminding me. No, no, no. <laughs> um, what what subjects didn't you like? Was there any subjects subjects you absolutely hated? Um, there's a, okay. What didn't what did I hate? English. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry if my girlfriend could listen to this but yeah English I was just no. thinking that that's one one ticket to the doghouse there if you're <laughs> lagging off is, is, uh, I'm sorry no. okay before I ask what subjects do you guys teach well, we're both primary so we have to do a little bit of everything okay alright yeah. English I, I, it was so long winded yeah. you had to write like a massive you know 3,000 word essay I could answer the question in one sentence okay just cut to the point guys I've got things to do um, yeah yeah I didn't like how it, no, yeah, it needs to be extra and describe things in detail so I'm giving you the right answer you've just been pedantic okay just give me the right marks so I can get off my day yeah I didn't like that um, but do you not find that with math sometimes when it was a question that said sort of show you're working out and sometimes I remember being in school, it's like, show you where you can out. You just used to, if you got the answer one way and you could do it in your head, right, I got the answer. But then you had to just sort of write some random sort of equations. Just yeah, to show. yeah, I guess it's the same, but with maths it's different because my brain likes numbers and I don't know I've yeah. got the answer right. So that's for me, that's not working out. That's just me showing off. So <laughs> here's how smart my brain is. 3x <laughs> over what? Yeah, that's that's me just showing off there. Right, but it's English, it's like you've just been long-winded now. I mean, it's just like talking for the sake of talking. Yeah. You, know yeah. I mean? you should always show you working out. Anyway, that's Paul from you, Lee. Any children <laughs> watching this or listening to this? Because at the end of the day, there's nothing worse than that kid who's wrote an answer with no working out and gets it wrong. That's when you're like, oh, no, you didn't. I've had a before where in the space where it says show you working out, they've doodled the picture of themselves with like a thought bubble of <laughs> just them thinking. Okay, yeah, so I, I would give that kid marks for creativity. Yeah, yeah. With English, like I found you always had that English teacher, especially in secondary school, who just wanted to make a metaphor out of absolutely everything. And it's like yeah. you know, the curtain's blue. And they're not, they're sort of really over it. Like, what does that, what do you think that's trying to show us? What's the author trying to show? Just like yeah. crap curtains. <laughs> curtains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just extra. I, I, that's, I think the subjects that I didn't enjoy, it's never been a subject. It's always been either the content or how the teacher expressed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, English was one. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, art was another one even though I did architecture and I do like drawing I'm, I'm very creative but art was well one it's so time consuming oh my gosh yeah it's like they should rename art end your social life right? <laughs> because you spend all your weekend just having to like do all these like massive mammoth like art creations uh, yeah. it's like yeah it's impressive but I haven't slept in like 72 hours um <laughs> And then also, I, I, had, I had some very pretentious art teachers uh, yeah. at, in high school and at college. I remember in college, uh, what was her name? I think it was Maya. Where her, first, her first day, she comes in and she goes, okay, guys, draw red. 
And then we all start. I I just drink an apple because an apple's red, right? And then she goes, "No, that is not red. This is red." And then she took like a pen and went on the paper, and she went, "Now that's red." And I'm like, "No, that's issues." Okay. Um, just nah, come on, stop. Nah, yeah, I, just, I don't like that pretentiousness. Just let no. me draw and what I want to draw. Okay, stop being extra. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm just starting to, I'm starting to think like, did you ever learn any of your teachers' names? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, if they're watching this, like, oh, I used to teach him. Yeah, I had this, uh, I had this drama teacher. Oh, what was his name again? <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's a, it's a very long time ago, man. <laughs> but it's funny you say that about art because our middle brother, we've got another uh, brother that's two years younger than me and two years old, Adam, and uh, he loved his art, didn't he? But he, yeah, he, to be fair, he was good though, wasn't he? He was good. He was a, only what he, he said there about not having a social life. <laughs> he loved that. It's so it is so time consuming, and yeah. then like, like I remember like going to like school with a massive like those massive A one folders. You know, that people used to carry on the bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, knocking people's yeah. head on the bus. I'm so, sorry, my, sorry, it's coursework. That's why I got to have it. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> so annoying. So oh, this is not. This, it's not going to fit my rucksack, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, right, so how, how, how much of your... So you talked about sort of performing and, and that sort of thing, but is there anything else that from your time at school helped sort of shape you or the experience helped you become what you are today, a comedian? Um, I think just my, my whole... Well, okay, I think, first of all, I think my strong work ethic... Yeah. Um... Having to work hard in school, having to, you know, study what I do, that's definitely helped me because as a comedian, I'm, I think I'm very, very hardworking, you know, yeah. in terms of I'm gigging, I, I'm on my craft all the time, even in lockdown, I'm still working on stuff. Um, and I think that's something that's, that's, you know, I've developed that in school and continued on in, into my adult life. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think, well, my whole probably my whole high school experience uh kind of just taught me to be able to laugh at myself because I wasn't the smoothest guy no. in high school. So been able to laugh at myself, you know, and take the mic and you know like your your mum jokes, <laughs> which I brought that from my high school in that's I use that in my in my comedy set now. I've got a routine about getting into a your mum custom battle with an 11 year old girl <laughs> uh, so yeah I, I think a lot of my experience from school yeah yeah oh that's alright yes right, of course yeah, yeah. Come, come on man that's my generation okay <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm, I'm not going to lose a your mum cussing metal to a little kid yeah. I used to hate your mum jokes when I was at school I used to be I used to really take offence to him I don't know why but at the time <laughs> I don't now look back at like what was I like but I used to get really on my high horse with him I used to hate him. Don't you ever call my mum? <laughs> nah, you're, you're, well, that, that was the purpose of it. I mean, yeah, to, yeah. to get underneath someone's skin, you know, absolutely. Um, make, make them cry, make them sulk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, nah, you don't take it. Don't take it seriously. It's all, it's all bants, isn't it? No, I know. Yeah, that's just. I don't know. What, it's just my immaturity, I suppose, not being able to laugh at myself at that time. <laughs> yeah, you were probably just a bit. Taking aback that people were saying stuff to you because you never had anyone talking to you. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> um, 
So one of the features that we have on on the podcast uh, is like random things you only find in schools. So mainly sort of sec- primary school, which is where we both work. So if you can cast your mind back to when you were at primary school, can you remember, remember anything from your primary school days that sticks with you now? Because you just think like, what was that about? What what were we doing? Why were we doing it? Was there any sort of equipment? So like in the past, we've talked about things like... Um, Go on, Adam. Overhead projectors. Yeah, overhead projectors, okay. sitting on benches yeah. and assemblies, stuff like that. So is there anything from your school days that you might still remember fondly, but you just think, never seen that again in my adult life at all? Um, there's a few things, actually. Um, yeah. Okay. The, um, the, chalk, the chalkboard that you could just, like, turn around on the other side, or the chalkboard where, like, uh, you had, had like a little lever and you just turn it and it will yeah so around. it does the full so 360 oh yeah and one had like squares on and one had lines on and then there's yeah, one yeah. blank but yeah what's the, it's, it's chalkboard just wipe it off what's the <laughs> why are you doing all that for just get a board just get a pad or a cloth and that's it voila brand new why are you who designed that like why are you wasting people's hand energy yeah doing that when all the it's, it's chalk, mate. It's not permanent. It's chalk. Um, It'd be for one. the art teachers that want to show red, where they could go. This is what I made before, and then just <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do you ever remember a teacher like uh, you know going like thinking that they had worked on maybe the day before, and they've gone down, but someone's wiped it off, and they go. <laughs> And they're like pulling it all down the back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, no one's saying anything. Watch him struggle. Watch him struggle. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's definitely one. But the, yeah. the biggest one, the biggest thing that um, from my childhood, which I've never seen again. Do you remember those um, the pens? One one side of it was like an actual bio pen, and the other side was a, a pen eraser. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, I think I think the blue the pen was blue. And yeah. then the other end, the eraser wasn't white. It and would take away fountain pen, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It would erase right. fountain pen. What happened to it? I mean, it was when I was about, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, it was massive. Yeah. And then I got to high school and it just disappeared. And I, I haven't seen it since. I've never seen a pen eraser in my life. It's a big throwback, that, because that was a staple part of every year when you went to school and you got your stationery. You'd go to like WH Smith or... Uh, stationary box stationary box <laughs> and then you'd get one of those I think that's because I mean when we were at primary school you, you had to learn how to use a fountain pen that yeah. was go-to whereas it's changed no one uses a fountain pen now do they I've not seen a fountain no, pen it's a, sh- it's a shame as well it was like my favourite bit was a fountain pen but the only problem is with them erasers is when you used to erase them out dead carefully and then you'd, you'd flip it round you'd do the old flip reversal just like <laughs> Try and impress the ladies in year five and six, <laughs> and then you'd pull the blue lid off, and then it'd do a big blotch in your yeah, eraser yeah. bit, and you'd yeah. completely butcher your writing. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah. Or yeah, <laughs> you bring back bad memories. I use it a lot with your farting pen. You know when like you you put in a new cartridge in your Parker, and then it's just trying to get it to come through, and then you just sort of do that, and it just blotches <laughs> everywhere, and it's that eraser. <laughs> We used to, uh, at at like uh, high school or or, uh, Ambrose where we went, when you used to flick your fountain pen on someone's fresh white shirt from behind (laughs) so they couldn't see you and you just go like, 
go quicker than you just go down. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, yeah. Oh, some of the silly pranks and stuff that like we used to do in school, man. Like, um, do you ever do um like the uh, okay, this is very very immature, but we're boys. Boys will yeah. be boys. The um, there's the ruler and pencil cage where someone say say that I've got a ruler, I've got it on, on the edge of the table, and then someone else has got like a pencil case and he uses it to go zoop really fast and you go doing with the ruler. <laughs> like, uh, what, like, like it's so you got it like yeah. lodged in between and it like yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. someone goes zoop and you go doing because <laughs> <laughs> boys will be boys. Yeah, it still makes me laugh. Them legendary pranks. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other random random things? Um, the um, it wasn't it wasn't a protractor, but it was like it was a, a full circle, and then it had the, the inner circle bit cut out. Yeah, I don't know what it was called. Is, is I don't, don't even know what it was used. Sixty protractors. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, <laughs> That was, okay, that, that's what it's called. In it was the protractor, but it was a protractor. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't know that. To be fair, when 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 you were like, I don't know what it's called. I was like, God, now do I. <laughs> well, in those stationary sets, though, you used to get like a compass. Yeah, which you'd use for like three math lesson in your whole primary school life, especially. <laughs> Is that the one with the sharp needle, the yeah, sharp yeah. like point? Yeah. I mean, imagine them now. Are the danger, um, mate? You'll be, yeah, a lot of injuries at school, mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were. You used to scrape with them with the compasses. You used to write your name on your arm, then cut you, did it? It just like a little graze. Yeah, like a little. You know what I mean? Like, and you had like a little graze of your name, or like I heart Kelly is what I used to write. No, mate, I wouldn't, mate. That's just self harm, but fine. Yeah, (laughs) I wasn't okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm saying that I I didn't have friends. He's trying to tattoo himself with a compass needle. Sat yeah. in the corner. Do you like me? <laughs> so, but you had you had your compass. You had your protractor. But the one that I never the most use useless one because you'd normally get a ruler. But then there was like a triangle. The triangle. Like, yeah. What? I don't see the point of it. Like didn't that have a gap in it as well? Yeah. That yeah. Had a yeah, but I don't understand what it was for because you already had a ruler. Yeah, and and also sometimes it, w- it was it was never like a an equilateral triangle. It was like a isosceles triangle. Yeah, on the, on yeah, you're right. Sides. Uh, yeah. Like, who's measuring? What? Why? Why am I meant to measure with this? Yeah. <laughs> What's it for? <laughs> it just, um, yeah, that, that I think that's random. Absolutely random. That's a, yeah. That's never come up either in sixty six apps. Yeah, like that. Um, I think we have. I think maybe the eraser came up a long time ago. But them sets of like compasses. I mean, there's no better feeling than doing a freshly sharpened pencil into your compass, as long as your compass didn't have blood stains on it, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> and then just like doing that perfect circle. I mean, it was dreams. And then do you remember when you used to like mark lines around it and then join them all? Together, what? what was that called? When you used to what? What? Do you remember? So you so you draw a circle, yeah. and you put like lines every like one centimeter. That's when you'd use that circle thing, and then you join all the lines together, and yeah, it'd like make like a spirally pattern. Do you not remember that? Like a spirograph. 
Yeah, like a spiral oh, cool. map. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Okay. That was the Christmas Maybe. present you got and used to used to put your pencil inside the circle and like follow it round and you create all those patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Christmas. Um, yeah, no, you didn't. Thing, like, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you ever do something like something? I'm tattooing myself of a compass because <laughs> the art teacher asked me to draw red. Oh. <laughs> I got plasters for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when someone's drawn a circle, did you ever do like, again, you've been really immature, but like you just nudged them and oh. then... <laughs> <laughs> that was my go right towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> But with anything, if the writing, you'd always go next to the person with the neatest handwriting and just at the end, just give them a bit of a nudge <laughs> right across the page. Classic. Yeah. So mature. Not, give, not let them borrow your razor pen. <laughs> <laughs> I think a razor pens went with Tipex. Tipex must have overtaken them in the... Uh... Oh, yeah, Tipex. Gee, well, I, I, I can understand why they took away Tipex because, you know, kind of like 30 kids all high at the same time. I know. Um, um, but yeah, oh yeah, Tipex. Um, there was a they released the Tipex mice, didn't they? Do you remember them little mice? Yeah, yeah. But they that. were a pain. As soon as it came off the conveyor belt, you were never getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mm. I mostly use Tipex to cover conkers because you got. I got told that if you cover a conker in Tipex, it will beat any other conker in the playground. Didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, but how much tipex were you? What like a whole thing of tipex? No, no, just like you get your conker, stick it on your shoelace, and then you just cover it in tipex, and it was to sort of create a layer before you took it to battle in the playground. Or is wow. that you never you never play conkers when you were younger? I used to collect them, but then I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I, I never used to do anything with it. I just used to collect it and then do nothing. Because conkers is completely banned from playgrounds now you can't play conkers it's prime conker season as well but you'd you'd sort of corkscrew a hole in the conker put a yeah. through, and then you'd like hold it and then the other person had to like put it between the fingers and try and crack the conker ah, fight to the no. conker and if you broke the conker you were victorious oh, but there was major finger damage wasn't there yeah. when you misjudged <laughs> it and smashed someone's finger and you'd be like ooh sorry yeah. Sorry. People became famous in the playground for having conkers that went like 50 games undefeated. Oh, really? The guy you, and where they've got <laughs> broken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the guy who used Tipex, and I was like, right, I need to, I need to get that. I need to get that Tipex on my conkers. No, <laughs> I, I never played conkers. I, I collected it, but I never played it. Never did it. Yeah. yeah. You're really doing well at changing Nathan's view that you weren't a nerd, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever soak your your conquer in Tipex? Yeah. So um, another thing that we we talk about on our podcast, like one of our fan favorites, is our Nana Nana Maureen. Like we we normally will phone her and talk to her about stuff and. Um, she's even got her own little line of merchandise now, hasn't she? Had him Nana Maureen. Yeah, mugs. she's got. She's got these Nana Maureen mugs um, with a famous slogan. Whenever we ask her, no matter how good or bad anything is, she answers like, "How you doing, Nana?" And she'll just go, "Not too bad." Yeah, that's her answer okay. to everything. Oh, so okay. yeah, she's got her own little line of merch. <laughs> yeah, 
But um, oh, nice, just, man. Because you talk about your grandparents in your routines as well, and some of the stories of your grandma. Of your grandma, wasn't the one about where she had, she had to speak to one of your teachers about? Oh yeah. Um, oh gosh. So it would have been when I was about I don't know five, six at the most, and um, it was when we used to get milk at school. I think I was maybe like the last year, and before yeah. the milk got cut off. So we used to have milk at school, but I'm I'm lactose intolerant, right? So obviously I can't have milk. But being a kid, I didn't know what lactose intolerant was, so I would just force myself. Even though I don't like the taste of milk, but I would force myself because all my friends were drinking it, have the milk, and then I'll end up being sick or getting a stomachache or just you know came out at one from one hole or another. And then eventually my grandma got fed up, so um, she uh, she came to my school one morning. Right, she dropped me off as normal. And then I thought that was it. She was going to go back home. We're in the classroom, didn't register. And then all of a sudden, I hear my grandma's voice, like a voice of God, just go, uh, Miss Blackburn. And then I turn, and my grandma's in the classroom. This is like before kid, uh, the parents had to stay at the gate. She actually came in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No one challenged her. She came into the school, all the way to the classroom. And then... Um, she, no DBS check. None of Nothing. That. Not, mate, just strolled in like a G. <laughs> right. And then she, she's like, um, uh, she had a like a little thing of Nesquik, right? Because I, that's I can't have milk by itself, but if, if it's like in a little milkshake, I can get by with that. Yeah. So, um, my grandma's like, she's very like forceful, straight to the point, West Indian lady, right? Doesn't take any BS, just says it like it is. And so she was like, uh, Nathan can't have milk. You know, because he's lactose intolerant. So can he have this instead? That way he won't get sick or anything like that. But because my grandma is so like, like so forthcoming, straight to the point, and my teacher at the time, Mrs. Blackburn, who sweet lady, yeah, but she's very, very introvert, very you know, timid, middle class yeah. white lady. Like she must have seen my grandma. And in her head, she must have heard, bitch, I'm going to kill you. And she just broke down in tears and ran out of the classroom. And, and I'm looking at my grandma like, what have you done? Like, listen, they don't know you like I know you. You can't talk to, you got to tone it down, okay? You can't yeah. be coming into school scaring white people, grandma. Um, and all the kids are like, oh, that's your grandma, Nathan. Um, and, and, and yeah, and... and from that day, everyone knew my grandma and no one tried to mess with me because they all knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. That's... From that day, you had, you had a foot massage with every nest quick at break time. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Running the show. Next. <laughs> get that corn, please. Get the bunion. Get the bunion. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, like, my grandma, she's she's known at the school. Like, yeah. I've, I've, like way after, so me, my, my two cousins, my little brother, like my, my little brother, he was the youngest. He left school, I don't know, he left, he left primary school 15 years ago. Yeah. And yet, like, she's still known at the school. Really? Like, yeah, every now and again. Like, she'll still go down, like, on the sports days and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, she still shouts at kids who aren't behaving and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and like, like that to the teacher, just giving the eyes. Just like, oh, mate, still. teachers don't mess with her, mate. No. The, the head teacher's like, you know what, you can do what you want, just don't hurt me, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, there's like people who like, I went to school with and I haven't spoken to them for years. And then uh, 
talk to him on Facebook for like the first time in ages. And they're like, hey, Nathan, how's life? How's your grandma doing? Like, <laughs> everyone knows my grandma. Was it like a case of Chinese whispers as years have gone by? Like, oh, Nathan, do you remember when your grandma knocked Miss Blackburn out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The room she, is murdered, she murdered Miss Blackburn. No, she didn't. She just stuck, she spoke to her, guys. Yeah. <laughs> she only offered a different milkshake. Nah. <laughs> yeah, she retired. <laughs> Oldest fuck in the school, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, any, any other sort of funny school, funny stories from your school days that you can remember? Um, oh, gosh. I think, well, I think just my existence in high school was pretty funny. I was, I said, I was, I was a geek. Um, I used to, because I had a growth spurt right at the start of year seven. So, I had ankle swinging trousers. Like, <laughs> uh, I looked like, like, you know, remember that guy, um, Howard from the Halifax adverts? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the black guy. <laughs> Like, imagine him younger. That was me. <laughs> just without, without the glasses, but that that was me. Just yeah, I was I was a proper geek, mate. Like yeah. if if him and Carlton from Fresh Prince were merged together, that was, that was my high school existence. Really? Do you have the dance, the Carlton dance? Oh yeah, I can, I can do the, I can do the dance. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a given. I can do all that, mate. <laughs> back, isn't it? Aren't they doing the reunion show of Fresh Prince? Yeah, yeah. I saw on Instagram this year. Um, yeah, they're bringing, they're bringing the crew back. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, so another feature that we have on the on the podcast is something we call uh, What an O, right? So um, it's where people sort of tell us stories of really bad shouts or embarrassing things that have happened to him. It's based upon one of Adam's best mates. You're probably best explaining the legend of OB. Yeah, so uh, one of my closest friends from when I was a youngster and still really close to now, he's moved to Australia now because he, he basically he couldn't do any more O's on these shores. He had to go uh, go to Australia to start a new chapter. But basically, we called it the O, obviously, because he was called uh, OB. So it was, mm-hmm. it was known as the O. And it's basically like, um, it is just like a really bad shout. The, the example that I always go back to is to explain it to someone was when I was speaking to him and he uh, he said, oh, have you seen that film with The Rock? Um, it's, it's where he's like, it's like Kindergarten Cop. It's called The Pacifier. And I said, nah, mate, that's Vin Diesel. And he went, yeah, no. And I went, yeah, but you just said it was The Rock. And he went, yeah, but Vin Diesel is The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Fast and Furious 5 with him and honestly, he laid an egg. <laughs> what unbelievable technology yeah. um so yeah it's just it's just a really embarrassing shocking mistake that you that you make i mean everyone makes them all the time yeah so it's like when i went to cinema to watch um 1917 and then someone in the queue said uh are you here for the 1917 and i went uh no no the the eight o'clock Okay, so so a mistake that I've made, yeah? Well, yeah, yeah. Because wasn't the one to do where you made a bit of a, an error with the church WhatsApp group? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, that... Okay, I can't... I don't think anything's been worse than that. Um, all right, so... 
when was this was a few years ago it was one summer um i was one this one evening i was at the gym right i'm, I'm working out and you know, doing my squats and stuff yeah I, remember I, was, I was doing i was working on my legs doing squats and lunges because uh i remember thinking that carnival was coming up so i need to look good yeah and i'm you know shaking my tail feather <laughs> um and my, my girlfriend called me just to spend a minute to see how i'm doing i was like well i can't talk because i'm at the gym working out so let me call you later she's like okay cool so um i get home after my workout uh, about to go in the shower and then um i remember that i had to call my girlfriend but i, I thought I'd, i thought i'd you know be, be a bit adventurous be a bit bit, bit spicy <laughs> so um i took a picture of like my rear end like no no boxes just my my rear end and I thought, yeah, it's my, my girlfriend. It's no biggie. Sent it to her on WhatsApp. Go in the shower, come out. And then uh, there's a, a WhatsApp message from one of the priests at the church. And they're like, uh, Nathan, you sent that picture to the church group. <laughs> uh, I don't know how. I, oh, so stupid. And this, this was like before, you know, now on WhatsApp, if you send something, you can unsend it and delete it, right? Yeah. This was before that. So it was there. I, yeah. I couldn't get it back. So this group, uh, just to explain it, it's like there's about 100, 100 150 people in the WhatsApp group. And every morning, uh, the priest will put out like a little daily devotion. Right? Yeah. It's like a, like a little mini sermon, yeah. you know, and then people can comment on it underneath, right? So on this particular occasion, there was like the devotion. Then a few people were like, you know, glory to God and, you know, in Jesus' name, amen. And then just bang, a naked black ass, right? <laughs> just there on this water group. Right? <laughs> and then, the, okay, there was, I remember there was a comment underneath and it said, hallelujah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's, is that for the picture or is that for <laughs> the devotion? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, was, I don't know how I got that so wrong. I don't know how. <laughs> but yeah. And then that, um, I was, I, was calling, I was calling my girlfriend. It was, it was really late. It was like one, two in the morning. She went picking up the phone. And I was like, oh, man. And then the next morning, she was like, why? You, you call me like 10 times in the middle of the night. What's going on? I was like, you, you, you'll find out. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, and yes, man. Oh, gosh. I didn't go to church after that for ages. Really? <laughs> I love that. I love the comments after, like, hallelujah. I love, like, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that was what I It's like... <laughs> We had, a, we had a similar one. One of our friends did it. You know, like you might, you must have a WhatsApp group with lads where some dodgy, mm. dodgy videos get get sent in. <laughs> and, and he forwarded it. He forwarded it not to. Well, it wasn't his family. It was his wife's family. So their little WhatsApp group, right? So it went in, and it was this dodgy fit video. One it had him. Yeah. So I won't go into deep, gory details about the video, but it, the, basically the video starts with like a camera panning across the floor and there's some like children's toys and stuff. And, and then it just goes around this like upstairs of a house. And there's basically just like a, a girl lay down on the bed, um, just like naked with, with obviously something, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, some, something happening. And uh, he, yeah. he forwarded it to that, to his wife's family. And because the video starts with like a still, of like this 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 toy or whatever on the floor, they all thought that it was their new newborn daughter. Like it was a video featuring oh, the newborn daughter. No. And then then this is my favorite bit about that story is like you said, 
the feature came in where you can delete for everyone or delete for yourself. He's in a mass panic, deleted for himself. So everyone else has still got it, but he can't see it anymore. And people were like, can you get this off the group, please? (laughs) Like grandma's in the group. And he's gone, I've done everything I can at my end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Classic that. I still, I still think one of the uncles refuses to speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like two years on. Oh, brilliant. Amazing. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, uh, obviously, without, if, if COVID had, uh, the pandemic hadn't hit, um, I'd as- assuming you'd be on the road this year, you'd have had. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would have been gigging non-stop as, as, as always, um, getting ready for doing my own solo tour next year. Yeah. Um, but I've still been pushed back, so um, I don't know when the tour is going to be. Maybe 2022, avoid yeah. all the backlog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all the gigs. Well, the first I remember when the first lockdown kicked in, um, my diary, which was packed, like the... Yeah. Uh, April, May, June, July just went vroom, and mm. disappeared in like the space of a week. Yeah. Like how many gigs? I don't know. But yeah, that all disappeared. Um, and then <clears throat> just been doing uh, online gigs, you know, Zoom gigs, um, gigs in like car parks and beer gardens every now and again. Um, not the same, but hey, no. uh, it will do. Yeah, so you've been able to, to do so. Because I mean, it's that sort of industry that has been hit that I think massively hasn't it? I mean we had a couple of um we started doing a couple of shows like podcast shows and we had a a few dates lined up th- this year that obviously has been postponed but you know for people where that's their main sort yeah. of yeah you know it's just been I, I, just awful yeah it's been I think we've been like the the, the forgotten industry the, the forgotten yeah. ones um kind of left to kind of just scrape whatever we can yeah. Um, I mean, I've been quite fortunate in that. Like, I've had the online gigs, which have been okay. Um, <clears throat> then had a few TV recordings and a few like writing jobs, which have kept me going. But there's been other comedians, you know, who have been as fortunate. It's like, gosh, man, what, what can you do? Yeah. And um, so, what's your favourite TV appearance to do? What's your favourite sort of show or um, TV spot like, um, that that I've done so far? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um uh probably probably love the apollo yeah, yeah um i mean when i first started doing stand-up love the apollo was the show to get yeah. on, you know it was like you get on it that's what you, you you've done something right yeah, yeah um so i remember the first time i got it the first time i did uh, love the apollo was 2014 and i was i was nervous i remember like a month before my agent was on on my case like get your 20 minutes set together get it together and perform it every night for the next month so that when the Apollo night comes, you know that like, the back, like, you know, you know, you've got it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but the more she kept saying it, it's like, it's like it's, you're putting more and more pressure on, okay, just, just back up a little bit, please. Um, <laughs> and then the night of the show, they, they put me on last. I remember I, I, I closed the night, right? Which made me even more nervous because, like, okay, I'm going to be the last thing these people remember. I need to be funny. I can't be crap. Because then they're going to go home like, well, that last guy was awful, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> so I, I used to be funny. And uh, you're standing behind that love the Apollo sign. 
And as you walk out, it comes up and there's smoke everywhere, right? So the sign's coming up, I'm standing there, there's smoke. <clears throat> and then um, stage manager, whoever is like, walk forward. It's like, but I can't see where I'm going. It's like, just walk forward. <laughs> walk forward, all the smoke on my face. And next thing I know, I'm standing there on the other side of the smoke on stage. And there's like three and a half thousand people, how many it is, yeah. just staring at me like, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a joke. <laughs> Um, um, and yeah, I, I mean, once I got the first joke out, it was fine because you hear that, that massive roar. And the way the venue is, it's amazing. Like when they when they laugh, it, the, the sound proper hits you. Yeah. Um, and then once I got that first joke out, it was like, it was like okay, cool. I I know what I'm doing now. Let's yeah. let's get this show going. And it was cool. Um, yeah, it was a great show. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, my mum, my brother, and my girlfriend, they came to watch me. And I think the best thing was afterwards, my little brother, who um, in all the years doing comedy, right? Like, he's never, like, properly complimented me. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, like, he'll come to, like, when I do that Mother Weaker stuff, right? Um, but he's, he's never, like, never complimented that properly. But after, like, that Apollo performance, even he was like, yo, bro, that was funny. <laughs> was like, oh, finally, I've made it. <laughs> Amazing. So, is that is that one that you did get nervous? Do you tend to get nervous before you go on stage, or is it if you got um, now apart from those special ones like no, like those big gigs, like I, I still get nervous. Um, or like even like if I'm like doing new material, <coughs> so if I'm doing like a new material gig, um, I, I'll, I'll still get nervous because I don't know how it's going to go. But I'm excited, not like nervous. Like I don't want to go on stage. I'm nervous to see how how this material is going to fly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, so, yeah I, I still get nerves. Still get nerves. And who would you say were like your comedy influences through the years? Who would you say has always sort of inspired you to? Um, well, as a kid growing up, I first started watching Lenny Henry because that's what my family were watching when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and like, he was like, he was the only black guy. So it's like, I saw him and I was like, oh, he looks like, he looks like us. Yeah. Um, and we could, like, my family could relate to his jokes and stuff. So he was the guy that I watched as a kid. And then my idol, uh, for, well, from probably my teens, has always been Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, but old school, 80s Eddie Murphy, like delirious war, trading places coming to America, that Eddie Murphy. Um, and then as I got into stand up and I started watching more and more comedy, people like uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. Um, George Carlin um, at the moment Bill Burr I think it's amazing yeah. um, and, then, and then when I started doing stand-up uh, like when I was an open mic and watching the headliners the headliners that I was watching were people like I think I remember doing a, an open spot at the, the comedy store um, did, did my open spot you know, five minutes or so, ten minutes max thought it went well I was like okay this, yeah, this is good it's great you know, I, can, I can play the comedy store and then Michael McIntyre closed the show. Right? Just, just before, he was on the edge of having his TV break. He closed yeah. the show and he absolutely smashed the gig to pieces. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's how you do it. Like, I thought I did well. And then yeah. he did it. He went on. And I was like, I, I was very, very, I was vanilla. I was very mediocre. Like, <laughs> he, he absolutely blitzed yeah. the gig. Um, I think it would have yeah. been worse if you were about to follow him or... I've actually done that issue. I think <clears throat> um, he was doing some new material just years later yeah. um, when I had a bit more cred credibility to my name. Uh, he was doing some new material and then I had to go on after him and follow him. And I was like, all right, guys, can you just pretend that Michael McIntyre hasn't been here? 
Yeah, right. just imagine <laughs> I'm the first act of the night, please, because I can see the disappointment in your faces already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw on your Instagram uh, recently you posted like a little funny clip about um, Black History Month and how mm. Black History was taught uh, when you were at school. Um, mm. I mean, if you were made Ed Secretary, if you were made to be, you know, in charge of education, what would you, you know, change or do to try and sort or, you know, move it? Um, I, w- I, would, I would scrap Black History Month, right? Yeah. I'm not a fan of Black History Month. I feel like it's, <clears throat> I can see why we have it, but I just feel like it's, it's just, kind of, it's almost lost its purpose. It's kind of turned into like a, a box ticking kind of like, virtue signaling month yeah, yeah. you know people try and show look I'm such a good person right scrap that I would just just have history with black stuff in it year <laughs> round you know I suppose just having a month <clears throat> where you're like made to feel special just just treat us like normal people just put it in in history yeah. and that's it you know just, yeah. just, just it's, it's part of history don't make it feel like it has to be its own thing it's own thing just that you got add on yeah, no, no, just just put it in history, man. It's it's, it's perfectly fine, and talk about it. It's okay, you know. No, it's, it's don't shy away from it or pretend it, it didn't happen. You know, we can talk about it, learn from it, and move on in future to be to be better people. You know, just yeah, just treat it normally, not not like this special thing that we only talk about for you know, for like thirty one days of the year. And like, okay, let's pretend. Okay, let's go back to normal life now. Yeah. Right? No, make it more sort of integrated throughout the whole history curriculum, yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, would there, is there anything else that you'd change about education based on what you see? I mean, you might get more of an insight, obviously, with your girlfriend working in school. Is there anything yeah. that you sort of <clears throat> about that she'd like to change that if you were, I mean, not that you, you need to be education secretary because the guy we've got in charge is absolutely, no, I can't even bring myself to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you were to uh, change things, what would you what would you do? Um, first thing I would do is pay teachers more. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it because you guys are teachers generally pay teachers more. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, pay pay teachers more. Um, lessen. I'm, I'm trying to lessen the workload on teachers because yeah. my, my Maggie, often, for example, like during half term, she's still just marking and planning and stuff. Was like. Jeez, yo, when, when are you going to switch off? Yeah, yeah. never end. Um, yeah, and I know I try and make, I try and make the role of teaching more fun, so that more people are getting into it. So then there's less of a shortage and less of a workload. Yeah, because um, yeah, because, yeah one thing I like, talk to my girlfriend, she always talks about like no one wants to teach anymore. Like there's less and less teachers, you know. Um, so that, that's what I would do um, in terms of. The curriculum. Um, oh, what do you teach? <clears throat> um, you know what? I would make a course about social media. Yeah, do like a social media course uh, uh, about how to how to use it wisely and how not to use it all the time because there's a lot of numpties out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you don't want to be exposed to it. Excited, I'm getting because I love this topic. I'm I'm all. <laughs> Like I'm with, worried that the camera's going to start shaking because you're moving the table, you're that excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I talk about on my training. So 
Um, I work part-time in my school and I, I visit lots of other schools and I do sort of training sessions for teachers and my focus mm. is on technology. So, mm. you know, one of my big focuses over the past, I'd say, two, two maybe three years is really focusing on right from the moment children start school is educating them about social media because, you know, from the mm. moment they're, they're born or even from the first scan, their whole life's being documented online. And we don't yeah. teach children about it at all. Like we've, mm, we've got, mm. I, I always say like, I think the biggest issue we have with social media is that we've got a generation of people who use it, but don't have a clue about how to use it properly. And, and yeah, it's affecting yeah. so many things. It's affecting democracy itself. It's affecting, you know, trolling issues, cyberbullying issues. Mm, and I think if yeah. you really, really nail it in as part of the curriculum, and, and again, in, integrate into every part of, of, of teaching, you know, we'll hopefully get the next generation of people who will be a little bit more uh, considerate, a little bit more aware, a little bit more understanding of how these social media <clears throat> platforms work. So, yeah, it's something mm. that I'm very passionate about because, like you say, there's some absolute numpties out there. And, you know, this year especially, I think it... Yeah really brought them all out the you know whereas before it was sort of yeah. the little corners of the internet it's so much more mm. you know with with everything as far as like the conspiracy theorists all that sort of jazz um yeah. and i always think like these people need to go back to school to like year seven history where you learn about primary and secondary sources so that when they're using the internet they're not sort of going oh, i've done my research and like no you're not you've watched a youtube video you plank yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah no, I'm definitely with you on that. I think that should be a huge focus. Um, yeah. But the problem is you can't sit a test in it, and that's all the government sort of care about, don't they? It's like, <laughs> get them on an exam, we're doing that. So Imagine, imagine, write your name and the date, and then write a funny status. <laughs> yeah. That's the exam. Yeah. If you pass, it's if I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, though, I, I, I obviously, I completely agree, and I've got two youngins now, and, you know, it's a scary place when you look at it. But how can they teach about uh, social media when you've still got to do Venn diagrams and pie charts, which I've not seen since yeah. I was in the classroom? <laughs> no, it's just working alongside it, I think. Just get it in alongside everything else because, uh, yeah, these... And the thing you've got to remember as well, and, you know... We want, I always think that kids learn from mistakes. It's from like making mistakes. And we we were the last generation where we were able to make mistakes on nights out and do some yeah. stuff and not have yeah. it as a video camera. In your yeah, face. yeah. And we don't teach kids that, you know, we, or we don't give them the opportunity to learn about using social media by making mistakes and learning from it. It's mm. like they've only got to make one. Tweet, That's it. one tweet, one Facebook message, and then their whole yeah. life. Yeah. They're cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, I, yeah, yeah. I think social media. I think. I mean, I can. I can see lesson one already. Lesson one would have been how to use the block button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'd be funny though, wouldn't it? Like a lesson on memes. <laughs> okay so you've seen this you've seen this social media post uh and then it's like a multiple choice of which uh which which meme you reply with <laughs> yeah it'd be good um 
Right, so last question before we wrap everything up. Um, and this is one that we always ask our guests. If you could go back and speak to your 10-year-old self, mm. um, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, gosh. Stop drinking milk. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My, if I saw myself, I'd be like, the first thing I'd be like is, bro, buy trousers that actually fit you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look embarrassing, bro. Mate, they're um, sort of they're in now though, aren't they? Like if you were you were in high school now, you'd be the peak of fashion with those those in 2020, yeah. but in 1998. No. It was boot cut, <laughs> mate. It was boot cut one. It boot cut jeans back in the day there. 98. Um yeah, yeah the, the ankle swingers were not the one, mate. I I and I, I had white socks. Fresh white socks. <laughs> nah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um well, Thank you very, very much. Um, is there, do you want to share where people can follow you or find details of any of your upcoming shows, anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I know the slugged off social media, but I am on social media. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but please follow me, please. You've got social media 101 degree. <laughs> I need the attention. Um, Instagram at Nathan.Caton uh, and Twitter's at NathanCaton, all one word. And yeah, any work, any stuff that I do, I, I post it up there. So yeah, follow me there. Oh, brill. Right, well, thank you very, very much. We've really enjoyed that. We've had a right laugh. Um, and thank you to everyone for listening. Um, take care of yourselves, stay safe, and we'll see you all very soon.